also doesn't know what provinces in eastern Ukraine he actually wants us to fight for. Chris, your version of foreign policy experience was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. Yeah. So do everybody a favor, just walk yourself off that stage, enjoy a nice meal, yeah. and get the hell out of this yeah, race. Well, there you have it. I mean, there weren't, weren't too many memorable moments, but Ramaswamy, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, certainly took some took some shots and threw some haymakers. And somebody who was there in the in the room was Paul Steinhauser, our good friend from Fox News, uh, joining us here on Brian and Company. Paul, good morning. Thanks for getting up early for us. Hey, glad to join you, Brian. All right. So I just in these kind of dynamics, I just first I would just throw it out to you. What what did you think? Uh, smallest debate stage to date. Uh, but uh, the biggest fireworks to date, I guess you could say. Uh, and you just played a couple clips there from Vivek Ramaswamy, who once again, yeah, just throwing bombs at his rivals, uh, except uh, for really he laying mostly off of Ron DeSantis and, of course, not touching Donald Trump. Uh, is it helping Ramaswamy? It doesn't seem to be, right? His, his no. trajectory seems to be going in the wrong direction, though he argues his supporters in Iowa and New Hampshire are not being registered or picked up, uh, measured in the polls yeah, I, uh, because they're not traditional voters. But I, I don't know, Brian, th- those kind of attacks that he attacks also the Iowa popular governor, Kim Reynolds and Chris Sununu, the popular governor of New Hampshire. It doesn't seem to be helping him. Yeah, I, he just he's he's literally parroting Donald Trump's talking point. So it's just it's all it, it really is. It's almost like he's a surrogate on the stage. But, uh, you know, I did think that. I don't know, you know, with the with the three provinces or whatever in Ukraine, I mean, I mean Nikki Haley looked a little stunned. I mean, what did it seem like in the room? Uh, listen, Nikki Haley had three strong debate performances in the first three debates that helped her rise up. Right. It gave her the momentum uh, and firmly put her in second place, a very distant second place to Donald Trump, but second place. We all knew she was going to get it last night, and she did. I mean, nonstop from Ron DeSantis. DeSantis was his most aggressive debate performance to date. Uh, he didn't miss an opportunity to go after Nikki Haley. Ramaswamy, the clips you played were just a little taste of what he did or tried to do to Haley. Even Chris Christie, who defended Haley against Ramaswamy, also pointed out his differences with her. Uh, uh, so we knew she was going to get it. Uh, how'd she do? How'd she do, though? I mean, to me, like uh, the fact that she was sitting there silent in that moment was not a positive. But in general, did she do OK? Yeah, she had a decent debate. She had to play a lot of defense. It was I don't think anybody's going to look at that debate and think any differently of her. The point she made with Ramaswamy and she just repeated it uh, with uh, in media interviews this morning was, She's not going to respond to him anymore. She doesn't think he's a serious candidate. It's not worth her time to fire back at Vivek Ramaswamy. So that's kind of her message going forward. I think the debate cemented her status as uh, the biggest candidate at the kids' table. I guess that's what you could well, call yeah, it, yeah. the so, kids' table. So you say the kids' table because ultimately we're talking with Paul Steinhauser, of course, from Fox News. You can go to foxnews.com and read all of his stuff. He's also on, obviously, a Fox News channel as well. I... It's kind of a joke in some ways, isn't it? That I mean, Christie, when he had that little mini tirade 15 minutes in and no talk of Trump, and it does look, they all look small. And I'm curious, you know, if something like last night even matters. It hasn't changed the dynamic at the top of the ticket one bit, right? Donald Trump was the commanding frontrunner back in August when these debates started. 
He remains the commanding front runner. Now this was the last debate of 2023. It may be the last debate before the Iowa caucuses, right. which are on January 15th. They're only about 40 days away now. Hasn't changed that dynamic at all. What has changed is the, the order of everybody else far behind Trump. Trump, I guess, was the winner last night because he came away unscathed, even though Chris Christie tried his hardest and urged his rivals to go after Trump and making the point that if you want to win the nomination, you got to go through the guy at the top. They didn't really bite, right? I mean, they really did not say much about Donald Trump. Chris Christie tried, but it earned him what? Booze a couple of times at that debate because none of the others really want to be the anti-Trump candidate. They want to be different than Trump, but they don't want to be the anti-Trump candidate in a party that is now obviously, and has been for quite some time, dominated by the former president. Now, working in the business as long as you have, you know James Pindell from the Boston Globe, I'm sure. And he wrote this morning, I thought it was interesting. I didn't know the backstory of the debates, that the RNC, like, sponsoring the debates is a relatively new thing, only in the last couple of cycles. And I think Trump not showing up and the criterion that maybe this is a bad way to go about it. Uh, you know, I, I didn't see what he wrote, but I've been writing about this and others have as well. This is not uncharted waters, but it is in recent cycles that the national parties really kind of laid the rules uh, the, the rules out. Uh, the RNC, though, Brian, they may be done. This may be the last debate that they do. We'll expect a decision from them maybe later this week, early next week on what they'll do next. There was there are supposed to be debates in Iowa before the January 15th. Uh, caucuses and in New Hampshire before the 20, the primary on January 23rd, they may go ahead, but they may go ahead without the RNC. It may now be go back to the old way, which was just the media organizations, the networks teaming up with the state parties. So stay tuned. We'll see. It could be MUR and ABC news for New Hampshire before that. You know, I, I, I just feel like, you know, I'm curious. One more debate question is, do you think Trump will do any until the nomination? It depends on the dynamic. Uh, And if it gets to a race after Iowa, after New Hampshire, maybe by mid-February when when you're moving towards the South Carolina primary, if it gets to the point where it's Donald Trump versus one other, right, if it's almost a two-person race, then he may have to. But if it stays Trump versus the field, Trump wins hands down. No reason for him to show up. It doesn't sound very Democratic. But hey, yeah. it's working for him. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I begrudge a lot surrounding him, but I don't begrudge him this. I think it's a smart play. We're talking with Paul Steinhauser from Fox News here on Brian and Company. You know, right now, according to the Real Clear Politics average, DeSantis is is a clear fourth place in New Hampshire, and we know. I mean, listen, Biden got smoked in New Hampshire, and he's the president. But if DeSantis finishes that weekly behind Christy Haley and Trump. Can he and he doesn't do great in Iowa? Is that it for him? Yeah, he. You know, Iowa is the key for. Listen, I live in New Hampshire, love the state, but let's be honest. For Ron DeSantis, the key is Iowa. Where is he right now? He just finished an interview on Fox and Friends, and he's headed right back to Iowa. He's got an event this afternoon there, and he's going to be campaigning there the rest of today and tomorrow. It's Iowa, Iowa, Iowa for Ron DeSantis right now. According to the polls, if you believe them, he's in a pitched battle with Haley for a distant second behind Trump in Iowa. He needs a strong finish in Iowa. We've asked him a number of times, do you need to win? Do you need to come in second? He keeps vowing that he'll win Iowa. If he doesn't win Iowa and if he comes in behind Haley in Iowa, I don't know how you continue. If you're placing all your chips on one state and you don't do well in that state, 
it may be over for him even before he gets to New Hampshire. But if he does well there, Brian, I think that instantly changes the dynamic in New Hampshire and the states following. Yep. A lot will be dictated by what happens on January 15th in Iowa. Yeah, right now he's three points ahead of Haley, and obviously there's a margin of error, and they're, they're just polls, and the in-state polls in Iowa are not as frequent as the national polls. Paul, uh, safe travels home. We appreciate it and appreciate you as always. Hey, always great talking to you. Thanks so much. All right, Paul Steinhauser from Fox News joining us here in Brian and Company. Uh, you can go to foxnews.com to read his stuff. And, yeah, he says basically if DeSantis doesn't have a strong second in Iowa, he could be done before he gets to New Hampshire. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.